0: Jerks in the 4th Row podcast. With me as always, my homie, Dog. How's it going, homie?
1: yo. So, uh, what type of uh, podcast are we getting into today?
0: <laughs> Funny you should ask and use that word, type, because today we're talking about typecasting and pretty much oh. anything that goes into it. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great setup, Dog. Before this, I was having trouble coming up with an intro, and as usual, Dog uh, set me up and I spiked one down, so... Uh, but no, uh, to-
1: from earlier in our outtakes, we're back in a big way and we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're back in a huge way and we're getting into a topic that's absolutely been top, tackled by other people. But in true jerks fashion, we're going to we're going to take our own approach to the topic of typecasting.
0: Yeah. So I've, Dog and I kind of gave each other an ex- assignment at the beginning of this podcast or when we we're doing our research, and that was to both come with five uh actors and actresses that we think are kind of right on that gray line of being typecasted like we tried this for example there's there's certain actors out there like a jason alexander aka george costanza there are just obvious selections that i think everyone listening and dog and i there wouldn't be much debate about whether they're a typecasted actor or not so we're more discussing today the actor or actress that was on kind of a gray line it's it, it might be someone who I think is typecasted and then, dog you might not think is typecasted. And we can kind of, you know, kind of go back and forth and debate whether they are or not.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I tried to bring some controversial choices. Um, so, Shocking. I mean, there's one or two. I, I think you're going to agree with most of them. Uh, we were supposed to bring five, but of course I have like eight. <laughs>
0: yeah, my, my list is deep too. Though I felt like the more that I was looking into this or even thinking about this, there wasn't that much research. It was more thought. It was right. kind of just like, oh man, like I, th- this person is typecasted, and I just kind of never thought about that. So actually, I think I think that can lead me into one of one of my first p- people, um, an actor, and I. You know what? I chose a lot of actors who I think that you probably know more about than I do. So in my head, this person, this first person. Patrick Stewart, I believe, is typecasted as in every role that he gets. Now, I couldn't like he does. He plays Professor X. He's in Star Trek. Um, I think he does a couple of other. But he's he's. I feel like for for fifty years he's been playing like the wise old bald guy for yes, fifty
1: the years. Knowledgeable old, but yes, you're well not necessarily old, but like the wise. Uh, it, it's like the wise man. He he has essentially been the wise man, which definitely. I think correlates a little bit with one of my choices but let's stick on this first he he absolutely it's hard for him to break out of that Star Trek role I think because it's such a I mean it was a huge role so Star Trek is is one of these shows that has a massive cult following on the scale of arguably Star Wars but anyways Um, so he, he can't shake that character all that well, but he's had a career, an extensive career after it. That's the thing.
0: Yeah. But it's always as the same role. So I think when I, like when I was thinking about Patrick Stewart, I always thought of him as like a genius actor. Like he's a great actor, but as good as he is, he just continues to get the same role. And I think with typecasting, I normally would think like, oh, they can't break out of the role. I think on a previous podcast, we were talking about Aaron Paul, how he just couldn't shake Jesse and like that seemed to be a problem. I never thought that Patrick Stewart's roles that he was getting were like a problem, but they all, the more that I look back at them, they're all the same.
1: Yeah. I mean, so there are other actors kind of similar to him. There's an actor named Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He looks, he looks like Patrick Stewart. It's
1: very similar. Um, he's in Shutter Island with Leo. Hey, we're back. We mentioned <laughs> Leo. Uh, but anyways, he's, also plays that kind of wiser, almost mysterious bald guy. What does it have to do with being bald? I don't know right, well, sh- the,
0: the, these typecasted roles tend to lean on the physical, right? So I mean, yes. George, yes. George Costanza again, stocky bald guy. Like you just picture that person as kind of like a frantic, you know, I don't nerdy's not the right word, but like a spastic, you know, person just based off of his shape. I mean. Danny DeVito will never get a role as some, as a basketball player, right? Like it's it's a, has a lot to do with like physic physicality. We're mentioning a lot of bald guys here right off the bat, but
1: uh, well, you're no, you're you're onto something there. There, uh, I mean, I took the word type as you know, I, I was like, all right, what are we talking about here? We're talking about um, archetypes and, and typecasting. So like, what type or body type? So you know, you had to think about. Uh, Jim Carrey, you know a lot of physical comics. Uh, Chris Farley, the funny fat guy, is is a, is an archetype or or typecast that people get, you know, um, yeah. Get caught into. Yeah. Um, so so these so it's are- definitely. I mean, physical. That's that's right off the bat. It's like, all right, you're you're viewing someone on screen. It's like, all right, number one, physical. What do they look like? Mm-hmm. Like, what roles are they gonna fit into? And it's like, okay, that's 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 as superficial as it is. That is what we're talking about here in terms of fitting roles. So I'm glad, so, you, so
0: I'm guessing just by your reaction that you agree that Patrick Stewart is typecasted.
1: I think it's an interesting point. Um, I mean, so I think we're going to get into kind of what is typecasting. So he definitely gets cast as the, the wise, you know, bald guy. But if you, I'm sure if you were to look across the the roles that he's been in, like they're written differently. You know what I mean? But he brings his own personality to it so personality type i think is a big part of typecasting Um, he's i i think
0: his the fact that he's got that accent too like he's never been asked to like shake that accent you know what i mean like mm -hmm. and so i feel like that that kind of shortens up his range his range so
1: i have so many parallels (laughs) to these um, so, say so,
0: I, I know we're trying to keep this short, but just I I can tell you I can tell you've got one. So do you okay, actually? So well, I have a couple. Do you have, a, par- do you have a parallel?
1: Do you have a so, parallel, yeah, or
0: do you have a like? Do you have a next actor that you've come up with?
1: Yeah, no, I have a next actor, which is also a parallel. So Liam Neeson is also a person who has never really been asked to shake his accent. Oh right,
0: I thought I just think that he can't. So Wait, is that one of your people, Liam Neeson? Yes, yes, he's no. typecast. So, I gotta, I gotta, he's... no, I gotta go back. I gotta, no, I think he's had different times of his career where he's just playing this uh, the same role. Like, I think in the 90s, he kind of played that sensitive, you know, tall guy but soft spoken in Schindler's List, and in um, oh, what else was he in back in the 90s? Uh, it just was on my mind, but uh it wasn't, I, I feel like in the 2000s, he kind of more moved into an action role. I, I feel yeah, like action, he, right. he does have a range. If if you ask me, I think that he's not just typecasted as, like who he played in Schindler's List, Schindler versus Taken and, you know, the great, like those are two different characters, even in different eras, he's been typecasted, but I don't think that he's necessarily overall typecasted as, as, as his
1: full body of career decent argument but what he's become I mean you could you say the same about and I don't think that you'd say this but you could say the same about like Nick Cage like he had some serious chops early on but then he fell into these recurring same roles over and over and in my like when I started really paying attention to movies in the late 90s and early 2000s that's when Liam Neeson started taking pretty much any action role that you know he was you know he was in the Star Wars movies he was in you know he started to take the lesser um, the roles that required lesser chops you know what I mean like so, they were just more action oriented.
0: What would you consider his role in like those the early Star Wars or like the first like I guess the first Star Wars these are episodes one through five wasn't he yeah. what who'd
1: he play no, he was like uh, Qui-Gon Jinn is like he's a Jedi and he's uh, Obi-Wan's he's Obi-Wan's mentor so he's kind of always mm-hmm. like a you know, an older guy, but he's of course has some badass scenes where he's fighting. And uh, but I mean, you know, uh, it, it's less so. I think Star Wars and there it was thereafter when he started taking taking the Taken, Taken, roles. Taken. And, yeah. and I think it, what is it like Unknown or something like that? Yeah, or those like, are Unstoppable. No, 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 is that Bruce Willis?
0: Those are all like interchangeable. Yeah, no, it's, it's unknown. It's the Commuter. It's the Taken. It's you know, all of those that just feel like the same movie. Like there's a misunderstanding, everyone goes missing, and everyone's against him, and he's the only good guy left on the planet to just either save his wife, save his daughter, whatever, uh, and prove exactly. that he and prove exactly. that he's not and prove that he's not the bad guy. Like they're all the same. So I guess if if that was just his his career, that would be the typecasting. Uh, since you brought him up, since we could name it with pa- Patrick Stewart being the the wise bald guy, what would you say Liam Neeson is typecasted as?
1: Just like the older action hero, so like the retired. Like I just can't shake Taken. I don't think like <laughs> yeah. whatever he's role taking Taken. It so it is like the he is an older like guy clearly from like uh, Ireland, right? He's yeah, from he's Ireland, got an Irish right? accent. Yeah. Uh, so he's got the brogue, um, but. but He's always got like he's the unsuspecting badass. Okay. Know, in, a, in a few ways, he's the older unsuspecting badass who's always end up in these uh, sensational scenarios. I would Is say if,
0: I would say from the year two thousand and eight and on, I would say you're spot on. Or whenever Taken, whenever he started doing the Taken series, yes, he's been mm-hmm. typecasted since then. But everything that he did before then, he's I, I'd I'd say I'd still recognize as as part of his whole career and therefore he's got, at least he had range back in the day.
1: Alright. Okay, go ahead. What, what, how does that lead into any of your, your next It ones?
0: leads perfectly into my next guy, and that this guy has an accent, and he, I think he's pretty much been a badass his entire career, an action star, and that's Jason Statham. I, I think Jason, Jay, Statham, Jay, J, yeah. Jason yeah. Statham is usually the kick-ass tough guy, can drive a car better than anyone on the planet, and always has like a a snappy quip to say uh, he, he's, he's basically like the the tough gritty anti-bond even though he has the same stats
1: so I wonder if he's ever been in a movie without a car so <laughs> I don't think he, he has yeah it's he he must he it's almost like a part of his contract he's like I gotta be driving a car in order to be in this movie because you, you go down the line and at some point they're gonna put him behind the wheel yeah um also, wish.
0: might I add, also bald. So really sticking <laughs> with the bald guys here.
1: Yeah, but he's definitely got the tough guy. He's certainly one of the British tough guys mm-hmm. who could be a, a a soccer hooligan or could be, uh, you know, who you definitely don't want to find in a in a fight. Yeah, be or, or on the opposite side of an agent
0: um, with no name, like like someone who's someone who's going to do the dirty work, like in Transporter. And like I, the the car thing's huge too, to the point where he's actually in some of the the most recent Fast and Furiouses because they're just like, okay, this is a perfect mix. We can have him be a good guy or a bad guy, so he fits the formula for that too.
1: Right, Hobbs is his name, or Shaw, Shaw. Or it's like Hobbs and Shaw or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's his character essentially across the board. And then they just had a blast with him and Crank, like just putting him Crank. on. Crank, love Crank, and like. It's just like a it's a thrill ride. So that one I think is an underrated, like, fun movie for him. Um, I, I totally see I mean he's he's not action here. Like, yeah. like he it's I mean he you'd think he could have chops. I mean he's got that whole badass guy, like the you know, he's got that down, but uh, I, I don't think he's really taken anything serious.
0: Taken uh, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wondering. Like, I, I should have gone through his IMDb because I'm sure there's, and I still can't. I'll type it up here, but I'm sure there's some role that he's tried that's that's out of his comfort zone. It's just, it's never one that I've ever seen, and I just, I just don't know. Like, what that was be.
1: him taking like a romantic role or something like that. Right,
0: right. He would still have to yeah. drive a car a hundred miles an hour and Tokyo drift into into the parking parking lot, but I, he's. He's to me. He's just like that. That's his. That's his one speed. Pun intended. And I. It's, it sounds like you agree.
1: I yeah no. I mean I feel like that's an obvious one because no matter what like what he does, it's fun. Yeah. So I don't think we ever we ever reduce him to a, a typecasted actor. Right. Keep, so I think I think the crux of a lot of typecasted actors is that they at some point can't get work or like the expectation is that they. They can't get worked because it's the same thing over and over. But <laughs> as as a couple of jerks, I you know I think we can attest to the enjoying watching cars crash, and, you know, <laughs> People. but like good, well uh, orchestrated car chases. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that stuff is always gonna be fun to me. I think.
0: Yeah, me too. I I just I always had that connotation too that it was something that a struggling actor was typecasted, and, and Statham and Stewart are not struggling actors at all. They've just, they've just completely, I think that there's a big enough audience that just wants to see that again and again and again. And you're right, So these two jerks do. All right, who do you got next?
1: So I'm gonna segue a little bit here, because we mentioned Hobbs and Shaw, and I, and I kind of had The Rock underneath here. The Rock's not my choice. Um, actually, so we're getting into, we had talked about types before. so. I think personality types like you can be cast in a bunch of different roles that look different on paper but some actors just can't bring anybody but themselves so so my choice my next in in the rock in, in russell brand are, are much like this but my choice in, in, in the in, excuse me i'm gonna slow down in the fact that the, they, they play themselves basically in every movie but my choice is danny mcbride
0: oh yeah okay
1: yeah so, so he's not necessarily the same, and this is actually what stimulated some of this podcast because I watched uh, was it year not year one, uh, your highness the other day, which is <laughs> stupid, but it, it really is no matter what role he takes, which he has a pretty good diversity again on paper. Like, if you look at his, his role types, they're different, but he always is essentially playing part of himself in each role, like. Yeah, he's got curly hair. Somehow, it's like some funny hairdo, or in in a vulgar, like no nonsense Southern, you know. Guy. Yeah. It's just, so yeah, the first know.
0: thing that I think he was famous for was Eastbound and Down, or East, East yeah, Down. One of The first things, yeah. It was one of the first things, and for me, at least, that just sticks with him in every single role. Like, uh, what was his name in that? The, the baseball player,
1: Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers. Kenny God, I- how
0: could I forget that? And Kenny I, Powers. I see so, a little bit of Kenny Powers in everything that he does. He was in Tropic Thunder. Yes. I see Kenny Powers. End of Days. That's who I'm seeing walking through the door is Kenny Powers. Just the brash, like you said, southern kind of he, – he wears a mullet and means it you know. type type character.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, all right. So there's a movie called Arizona where actually Sweet D from – or uh, Caitlin Olsen from Sunny is in it where he um, is – Essentially pushed to a point where he's holding people hostage. So he's—it's a—it's a, it's a fairly—I won't say much more than that. But it's a fairly like gory movie and like there's some decent action. And he's playing a different character, like a more um, uh, a character it, who is pushed to his limits for sure. But it's—it's it's Danny McBride the whole time. Yeah. So so again, I—it's it's hard for me to to come to the conclusion that he's typecast because. Again, if you were to look at his roles, they're not the same, but he's the same.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that that's that's part of the definition of typecast. Like, the more we talk about this, there's different components. There's different ways that you can, you know, define what is typecast. And His isn't so much physical, though he kind of has, like, that thick, you know, softball, male softball player body, like, the entire time. (laughs) Yes,
1: but, yes, a beer league body. Beer league yes. body. He's got the
0: beer league body, but I don't think that that necessarily goes into the script. They don't need a beer league guy. They need someone who's kind of like brash in his in his personality.
1: Okay, but you, you believe you believe him in his role, so you know what I mean. Like he yeah. takes two different types of roles, but but anyways, it, no, I thought that was an interesting one. Um, but comedy. I feel like a lot of comedians get sucked
0: into. T- yeah, easily get sucked into. T- I've, I, let's let me. There's a com- There's a comedian that I think people would say is typecasted that you and I can get into later. The one who I do. This guy is a comedian too, but I think the more that I think about this, I think he's just obviously typecasted. But want to get your take on this? Is Sean William Scott, aka Stiffler from American Pie. I think that he's been typecasted. I and I don't think that he's trying to untypecast himself in any role. I think he's showing up to these, these auditions being like, hey, remember me, it's Stifler. Where can you fit me in? Because I'm a guaranteed laugh.
1: I I think it's it's hard for me to say that because no, but yeah, no, no, he's he's definitely typecasted as stiffler. I mean, he can't break much like his stand, George Jason Alexander can't break. George DeSantis, yeah, uh,
0: so I think that that's an obvious one. So I guess more of the point that I wanted to bring up from that was the entire movie American Pie, and if we're talking about people who are typecasted, if you go right down the roster, if you go right down the cast in that movie, I think almost everyone in that movie is typecasted in some way based off of their role in American Pie. So we have Jason Biggs; he's obviously the you know the nerdy, nervous guy who can't talk to women in almost everything he does he there's there's tara reed who kind of plays like the edgy you know hot girl blonde girl and in, in everything there's the stifler's mom who kind of plays the she's she's just a career cougar in everything that she's she, played like
1: a, she is a career cougar absolutely <laughs> um and then i'm, I'm trying she's to think bend and snap, she's the bended snap lady and uh, legally blonde absolutely like, um yeah. And then, I mean, I'm trying to think of other
0: main characters. The redhead from Bandcamp, she's in How I Met Your Mother again. Like she's plays the exact same character. Like almost every, almost everyone in there is typecasted as as from that movie.
1: Well, and that's the catch twenty two of having such a big movie that you become synonymous with with the character, or the actor becomes synonymous with the character. Yeah, you know. I've used American Pie to define an era before. And, you know, they really... It was a big move.
0: Yeah, and there really wasn't any, like, headline star in that movie going in. They've all kind of got their fame from American Pie. And I think it's stuck with them for, the, for their, their entire career. All right, who do you got next?
1: So, staying on the uh, topic of comedians, I think that Amy Schumer basically is the same role all the time. I really... That's kind of another one. To, she is another... Actress or act uh, comedian that I just kind of also don't get. Um, yeah, it's, it's so re- her her shtick is so repetitious in the same thing over and over. So re- I, I, I mean,
0: just, yeah. when, when I think of Amy Schumer, all I think about is either her stand up or train wreck. I I really don't see her in any other movie, or I can't I can't at least re- right off the top of my head can't remember her in any single movie. But yeah, she plays herself. I I feel like this is who she is on screen is the same person she is in real life. Um, and, you know, I, 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 what would you define her typecasted as just kind of like the, it's,
1: it's like, it's like Jenny McCarthy. It's like the, the potty mouth girl who's just like loves to party and, and loves to talk about like bowel humor and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, that's her, that's her MO. Yeah. Um, which I guess I get it. It's funny, but it's it's really repetitious. And I think she just I guess it, this is stemming more to our earlier podcast called "I Just Don't Get It," where I, I she's a big she's a huge star though. She is, but
0: how come we can't name more things than with her in it? Like <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. Uh, I'm sure she's been in a ton of stuff. Well, I know she she did like a couple of buddy comedies mm-hmm. with. Uh, I don't know if she did anything with Melissa McCarthy, but <laughs> Melissa McCarthy is like another one who's typecast and kind of has, has a little bit of fart humor.
0: Yeah, feel. she's yeah. I mean, with Bridesmaids, she definitely does. I I think that Schumer is a better one to describe as typecasted because McCarthy did Sean Spitzer, and yeah, I feel like her character in in uh, Bridesmaids is a little bit different than the one. That, she did for whatchamacallit, Mike and Molly, that terrible show, Mike and Molly, like, there's a little bit of a different, like, she's kind of like a tomboy in Bridesmaids, and then she's she's more feminine in other in other shows, so she at least has a little bit of range, but I think you're right, Amy Schumer is just, okay, let's pluck her out of her stand-up, put her in a movie,
1: it's the same person. It really is the same, and I guess, you're right, the stand-up is the most prominent part of her career, um, but it, it really... I mean, she's... I would think people would consider her a movie star. So, I don't know, the fact that we can't name more movies than just the, the one or two is, you know, I think speaks to my point. <laughs> yeah. Th- uh,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: So who else you got?
0: All right. So, I mean, this one's an obvious one here. But I think it's going to lead us right into our uh, newest segment as a little preview to what we're doing. But um, my next guy is Danny Trejo. I think Danny Trejo... <laughs> I don't think he's ever not filmed in the desert. Like, he's never. No. He's just. He's always at a Mexican bar ready for a fight uh, and ready to kick someone's ass. Probably right, gonna play a little like, dirty. Like.
1: They never have to cover up any of his tattoos or really. <laughs> Like, his no. tattoos just fit in perfect for every single role he's ever played.
0: Yeah. He's always in a dusty bar. Like, it's. it's he's had the same. I think he's only really been featured in, in the machete movies, but he's usually cameoed. And he's he's just looking for a fight, and either dies right away, or you know, kills someone in some horrific way. And just identifies himself as like the Mexican bad guy.
1: I, absolutely, like uh, he's just much like Statham is the British badass. He's the he's the Mexican badass. Like <laughs> that, you can just put in any situation that fits. But um, but leading into our newest segment, we're gonna do something called Phil's Facts.
0: Well, I don't know if this is going to be a recurring bit. This could be an epic fail, could be a flop, but Dog has, Dog has mentioned to me that I usually do some sort of internet research and there's always a section, if you go back and listen to our podcast, where I'm bringing just spewing facts out that don't necessarily need to be reacted to uh, or whatever. Though I would, Dog. I'm, I'm encouraging you to react. So today I just brought one fact. I'm going to keep it short. And it's about the guy who I believe is the most typecasted actor of all time. And I think that there's a lot of proof to this. And I'm going to bring it. So this guy, you probably don't know his name in real life. His name is Noel. And I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Noel, Noel or Noel, Noel Gugliami. And you might recognize him from movies like The Walking... Or I'm sorry, shows like The Walking Dead. Movies like Dark Knight Rises, Fast and Furious, and The Purge. And he always plays the tough Mexican thug. His name, in, in he's probably done about 30 movies in his career, and in 20 of them, no lie, 20 movies, his name is Hector in every single movie. Oh,
1: yeah, wait, he's from Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah, and he's in uh, Training Day. Yes, uh, yes, yes, you'd recognize yeah. him. Wow, great call, great call. His
0: I don't know in tra- if Training Day his name is Hector, but 20 of the 30 movies he's done, he has had... Not only the ex- – he's probably wearing the same clothes, the same name. The, it's, yeah,
1: the Cholo outfit. Like the, the Cholo
0: – right, exactly. The Cholo flannel that's buttoned at the top. Buttoned
1: at the very top and yep. then a white shirt underneath with, like, some baggy jeans and – yeah, anyways, you get it. So <laughs> You know who this guy is at this point probably. The
0: fact is that I just can't believe that – there, there's got to be a little undertone of racism when he gets these things or it's just – He shows up and it's a joke in Hollywood like hey are you here for Hector again and then they just roll with it we need yeah
1: no he really is the same like I mean he's even in like Yes Man and like with Jim Carrey, like or or is it no Bruce Almighty that's what it is he's in Bruce Almighty the same exact character every time (laughs) but I mean it fits yeah I don't ever really question it all that much it's like yeah, okay, there's Hector. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's a very physical role. He, he, he's someone that you just don't mess with. Again, bald, weird that we're, we're bringing up these bald guys. Something There's something must, must be to that if we keep going after or if we keep bringing up these bald actors. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if this is a fact other than the fact that, that just his character name that I wanted to bring up. So that's the end of the first film's facts. Um uh, maybe not the best, but hopefully will you'll, you'll see others in, in podcasts to come.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a good way to start it out. I wonder all right, so that'll give me the opportunity, yeah, the amount of times that if you were to research the amount of times that Morgan Friedman has played God or has spoken as God. Yeah. Or that character so that he would be Morgan Freeman is my next choice for. yeah for yeah
0: time. I definitely saw him in, in when I was looking up just, if you just google typecasted characters he's one of the first ones that's on there and you're right like I, my instinct is I just have respect for the actor so my instinct is to say no he's not typecasted but there is an element that he's always kind of just played the wise old black guy for his for his, for most of his career
1: but it, and and again, the voice of God. So he's even gotten uh, hired to do this documentary about about God and theism, um, uh, and like he like goes to different cultures and stuff. But he's the like kind of our modern idea of what if God had a voice, it would be Morgan Freeman. Yeah, right?
0: booming, confident, wise, deep, like. Yes, I think I think that's good. And I think that's why he's typecasted as well as a narrator. If you're going to get so, a, an A1 narrator, yes. it's him or David Attenborough basically. Like it, th- those two guys are the first the, my would be my first call.
1: So I think he's kind of carrying the torch of James Earl Jones as well. So I think Who's James still Earl Jones, Who's
0: still alive? James Earl Jones is still alive.
1: Sure, sure, but it is he is is he acting or voice acting in as much stuff as he used to in the nineties and eighties? No, no.
0: So he's so you're right. Morgan Freeman's getting the all movies. these. He's doing Arby's commercials, isn't he? James Jones, isn't that I him? Feel
1: like I swear, somebody is like mimicking his voice for those. I'm not sure if he's actually doing. Them. <laughs> I, I guess I just
0: hold Morgan Freeman in higher regard, and I, I honestly see. honestly
1: thought that was Lawrence Fishburne who was doing the Arby's commercials.
0: Another another guy who could be perceived as as a good narrator so i'm gonna yeah, move the story okay. along anyways uh no i think i think i'm gonna side on yes that morgan freeman is typecasted and it's the role from from um shawshank redemption that i think that he can't shake
1: i think or he's bruce bruce almighty evan almighty he is god yeah but those like,
0: have all come after shawshank and i think it's like that's the defining oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. no 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 great call great sorry I was so focused on what I was talking about. Sometimes I block you out and I just kind of talk over. It's healthy. <laughs> it's
0: healthy and it and encouraged sometimes. When I'm, when I'm... I have a bit of a
1: God complex when it comes that way. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Actually, I'm going to take your pick here and throw something really controversial. Okay. In, in. So I'm sitting down. So, yeah, I strapped in here. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, absolutely not. No, no. No, no. All right, all right, right. listen, 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 listen. listen. Blasphemy, dog, (laughs) blasphemy. He's not typecasted in the roles that he takes, but he's typecasted as the heavy hitter. So him and Daniel Day-Lewis, it's like, it's so, it's almost that they take themselves so seriously that you will never find Leo in a comedic, well, all right, you know, Wolf of Wall Street a little bit, but like, I feel like basically Daniel Day-Lewis, Leo DiCaprio, like th- these guys have, they're just heavy hitters. <laughs> I disagree with me. I do. you.
0: Uh, okay, so let me give you two two uh, movies. Wolf of Wall Street is is one extreme, and then Titanic. Those are two very, 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 very different roles.
1: You don't think Titanic is a heavy hitting role? I mean, it's a heavy
0: hitting role, but like that's what that's what all actors strive for. Like, I don't think you can be. If you if you're gonna describe Leo, you would you would just say that he's a heavy hitter. That's what he's typecasted as. Well, like, all right. Well, what about uh, what about a movie like um, the the Reverend? The Reverend. You don't
1: think the Revenant is like all right? No, but I'm so saying like, how mean, is
0: that the same as like Wolf of Wall Street? Like, how is those two characters the same? Or like, how and, is and, that that the same as like? Him in um, Great Great Gatsby, The Revenant, and Great Gatsby—they couldn't be two different
1: characters. Okay, all right. So let me let me throw out a situation here. If you have one a uh, really important movie that you need somebody to take up the role and, and like do a real serious job with, who are you going to get?
0: It would depend on it would depend on the ra- like. If I was doing a <laughs> if I was doing a, a thing about uh, Muhammad Ali, I would never call Leonardo DiCaprio like. There's just certain roles that he can't be fit that he can't fit into.
1: I, okay, I so how, but he also has a little bit of himself in each role too. Like, so I, I watch a lot of Leo movies and he's always I recently watched The Aviator uh, yesterday, which is like I think honestly his top stuff. But um he's always he, he, he often is given the opportunity to yell. Like he's always like yes oh! or like or like he's a like, star yeah because like, he's in mean? these
0: dramatic movies with high emotion and like i mean exactly. what what movie doesn't have yelling in it
1: <laughs> i mean comedic roles so he often does, and even in like the, the wolf of wall street he can't help but yell at the, his people you know what i mean yeah and, but
0: you know, name a movie where there's not yelling in it like every movie has high like has high know, drama in it. Well,
1: Leo's, But it's, it's really similar. If you look at his yell, he's always looking for a chance to do it, much like Samuel L. Jackson I, always I, looking to drop a motherfucker. Like, I can,
0: yeah. Samuel L. is more typecasted than Leo, and I wouldn't even say that Samuel L. is typecasted.
1: But, so I know it's controversial, and I know – I can't believe not, you're doing
0: this. This is your boy. Like if, if we ever hope to have him on this podcast, Doug, you've just ruined all hopes right, there, right then and there.
1: As a heavy hitter, I would challenge him to take a, a stupid, goofy role,
0: <laughs> like a Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. Like, did you
1: something like that? Or I, I, I feel like even Tom Hanks has a, a bigger diversity of characters. Yeah, than Leo.
0: I'll, I'll give you that. Catch me if you can. Another one that, that Leo's in, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, maybe, maybe Tom Cruise is more versatile, but
1: or Tom Hanks. Tom, or Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah,
0: what did I say? Tom Cruise.
1: Yeah, Tom Cruise is more versatile. But...
0: Tom Cruise is relatively versatile. I think Tom yeah, Cruise. is I wouldn't is... call
1: him. I wouldn't call Tom Cruise uh, a typecasted actor. Although he, you know, actually no, I so, I don't know if if all right. So Les Grossman, it Tom Cruise's character in Tropic Thunder. Do you think Leo could pull something like that? I mean, we, he has. Yes. I bet you he could.
0: Yes, I know he could. He just chooses not to. Like
1: exactly, he he has a type of he he has a type of role that he's taking.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of that had to do too in his early, between the ages of like 25 and 40. He was definitely Oscar hunting and taking on whatever he wanted to. I think that that was the carrot in front of him that was getting getting him into these heavy hitting movies.
1: Because there was. Go ahead. Do you think Leo takes any, does he ever roll the dice? Does he ever take any risks?
0: I think The Revenant was a risk, definitely, yeah.
1: Oh, I, I, I thought that. I, th- that, I think that
0: Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street was a risk for him, for sure. I think as a young kid, What's Eating Gilbert Grape was a risk. Like, one of his first movies was a risk, for sure,
1: definitely. <laughs> he went full risk. <laughs> yeah, and, and survived, and survived. <laughs> <laughs> he did. That's a, that's a really good point. No, I've, well, uh, listen, I just wanted to throw it out onto the table because I I was thinking about again types like types roles. All right. And roles. All right. And him I, and Daniel Day Lewis almost like they think and I, and I respect the heck out of them, but they they will they think so highly up their their acting career that they will only take heavy hitting roles. So I know it's silly and I know it's like a like a like an off the board thing. But I did just want to I yeah. did want to be a little bit self aware and throw Leo into the just. Just to see what you would say. You
0: you quick. got me going, but I don't even think you believe it yourself. So,
1: <laughs> well, uh, I could I like the ar- argument. You know, Brian Conley's probably pissed at me right now because I'm like flip flopping all over the place. Well, but you, I like I like entertaining arguments. No, so he's that. he's
0: loving it because we mentioned Leo back at the four minute mark, and then we just spent four <laughs> minutes talking about him. So,
1: all right, let's. Uh, uh, I know I, I know I stole your pick. So sorry, get that game. He didn't
0: steal my pick. I think I've already mentioned five already. So I do you have any more anyone else on your list? Because I have a couple of questions for you after this.
1: Okay, I do have one more person on my list, but mostly because I, I like to bring him up uh, when, for in order for you to react to whenever I bring him up. So Justin Long um, is yeah. is basically he was, he's in waiting, he's in dodgeball, he's in accepted. He's yes. basically in the same role every yep. single time. He's like a little like quirky, nerdy, like yes, like guy who's constantly getting like hit with a dodgeball or something. Exactly,
0: like, he represents any little skinny puke who's ever been hit in the face with a dodgeball in gym class. <laughs> and and
1: one is go ahead, go Yes, so.
0: yeah, and and I mean, even in the Apple commercials that he used to do, yeah, he was he was playing like I don't know, like a nerdy, like slender.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of. You just wanted to bash him, the stupid.
0: Well, way. I don't want to bash him. No, I never wanted to bash him. It was right, just so like we need
1: to give a little bit of to the listeners. We need to give a little bit of. Uh, of All right, history I... Here, so Phil went to where Phil went to college in Fairfield. It, it, Justin Long would would he show up at some parties every? Yeah, we've told there. this story
0: on the pod before. He was down at the grape, and and I maybe had a couple, and I let him know that I didn't really appreciate. His acting on the on the iPhone commercials or the iMac commercials, whatever he's doing, and you know, yeah, a p- couple pictures of Budweiser, and I probably said some things I didn't mean. So, but never never an actor that I really liked, but definitely what, for this podcast he fits because yes, he's typecasted as that that person that we're describing.
1: Just for me, any excuse to bring up Justin Long or Phil on, <laughs> on record, I think is funny. I'm I'm so um, embarrassed
0: by by that, but thank you, dog. But yeah, sorry, oh, Ju- sorry, it, Justin, if you're out there listening, again, I apologize.
1: Actually, you know, I watched it, but he was really funny. And recently, Zach and Mary make a porno. He plays this this very passionately gay dude who like who's dating a guy named Bobby Long. But it's funny that they they kind of use it. Yeah, but he's he's wicked funny. Um, uh, and but speaking a quick segue into punchable faces, <laughs> okay. um, typecasted as
0: punchable faces. If you bring Leo I mean, up, I'm just I'm just ending the podcast now.
1: No, that's true blasphemy. I can I, I would never want to see Leo get hit. Uh, but you know who I would like to see get hit is Jesse Eisenberg.
0: Oh, yeah. Dog, you're running back all the hits in this one. You've definitely shared your disdain for Jesse Eisenberg. Before.
1: Yeah, but in every role, you just want to punch him in the face. Like, all right, so that's the typecast. Like, he just plays, like, the, the know-it-all little twerp. that, you know, he really – you see him in every role he plays. I think we need to, a reoccurring segment, just like Phil's facts, is who does
0: Tim want to punch this week? Like, which actor <laughs> did Tim has Tim recently seen in a movie – that he just wants to. Outside, I don't
1: think I've ever hit anybody in my entire life outside of sports. But, uh, I, I've taken
0: but a, I, co- I've taken a, you've taken a couple swings at me before. So well,
1: you're my brother. You don't really count. <laughs> but you know, I haven't, you know, I haven't mentioned Joseph gordon levy yet. But, I mean, I don't think he's typecasted.
0: No, I don't think he is either. But uh, okay, but I do. I, I have some questions for you. All right, now that we've mentioned all of our favorites, the, by the way, dog, you any polar seltzer over there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can pop a polar open. I got to pop a fresh one.
0: Ah, all right, that's it. We're done running the hits. But that, that polar seltzer does look good. And when boy. I'm not
1: potting, I like to pop a polar. <laughs> all right, I've got two people that I think are
0: on opposite ends of the spectrum. As far as either... So my first actor is someone who I think has fallen out of that was on a twenty year kick of being typecasted and now is out of that. And then vice versa, someone who had a really promising beginning to her career and now has become typecasted. So that first person is Matthew McConaughey. I think from nineteen ninety up until maybe two thousand ten, he played the alright, 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 Texas yeah. guy yeah. Mm-hmm. who, you know, who was basically in every kind of crappy rom-com they just needed a hot guy with some abs and a sexy southern accent for 20 mm-hmm. years and then he's then he started with true detective and then what was that one with jared no, leto no,
1: i think it really turned when he took the the football movie role we are marshall yeah okay
0: um, yeah all right
1: he was yeah I, I heard i heard stories at the time that he was like really really involved in a role in to the point where, like, the townspeople were, like, a little bit off put by it. Because this was, like, a whole town that went through this, and, like, he was just kind of coming from the outside. But anyways, not besmirching his role. No, no, I, no, I think
0: I had it turned at, at uh, True Detective, and then what was the one he was in with Jared Leto um, where he gets AIDS?
1: Oh, Dallas Buyers
0: Club. Dallas Buyers Club, yeah. I, like, right around <laughs> that time, that was my kind of line in the sand uh but no i think you're right i think it probably starts at we are marshall him and uh, matthew fox were in that one so but anyways before before that movie he was just one character he's matthew mcconaughey after the movie and he's really kind of shown off his range after the movie you're nodding it looks like you agree in the opposite i think someone who had a really promising start to their career she could play the dits she could play the you know, the smart person. She could play the, you know, social justice person. And now she and now I believe she's more of a kind of like a a rich soccer mom and busybody. And that's Reese Witherspoon.
1: I knew you were gonna go this way. I'm surprised actually. Well when I when I
0: gave the description you you could probably picture that person.
1: Well, the way you first described her as smart, uh, diverse, uh, but also being able to play all these different roles, like yeah, Reese Witherspoon, I think is versatile.
0: Yeah, but up and so she's recently done a bunch of these like mini series, like uh, Big Little Lies and Little Fires Everywhere, and she basically plays like the very almost way too involved mom in all of those in all of those movies.
1: Yeah, I mean. But I I mean, she's a she's. um, I meant to say serious. Yeah, with her age, I mean, different roles are going to come up. She can't play the ditzy blonde, the legally blonde, forever. Right, but she's she's almost reverting.
0: She's but doc to your point, like we were saying before, like the physical. Okay, yeah, now she's between the age of like forty and fifty. Like, there's other women. There's women that are out there between the age of four to fifty that's, that aren't just rich soccer moms, like. She she could still I guess in in the in the series the morning show she was a li- she kind of reverted back to that but the majority of roles she's taken in the last ten years has been that mom and she's a mom in real life so I think she, she's probably pulling from from real life um, but it just seemed to be I I feel like every time I've watched her in something recently it's just been the same where it wasn't so much in the beginning of her career yeah but
1: i i would argue that she's just adapting to the roles that are available like big little eyes is awesome she's also a director and producer on a lot of these shows which so, which
0: which to your i mean kind of goes against your point like she's not taking these things she doesn't need to take work that's available she's at a point right now where she can write her own scripts
1: literally well and that's probably what like you said she's taking from her life she's doing passion projects and like complex stories i i think I disagree with you. I think I don't, I wouldn't call her typecast okay. at all.
0: All right. It was more of like a second career thing. So it was like we were talking about with Liam Neeson, maybe it was more, more along those lines. So yeah, I think you flipped me. She's not, she's not typecasted, but just a lot of her roles lately have been similar. So
1: right. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do, um, I'm going to throw this out here. Uh, someone who could have easily fallen into a typecast that really dodged it quite masterfully, Jonah Hill. Hmm. So Jonah Hill in his early career was a funny, fat kid, uh, definitely a little vulgar, uh, definitely, you know, kind of unsuspecting. The guy has, the roles that he has taken in the past 10 years, he's become a heavy hitter, but like, so in, in in a really graceful way, Yeah, like he's not like... I mean, they make fun of that, and this is the end. Like, it's me, J-Bone, America's sweetheart. Like, he definitely – like, that self-awareness is, I think <laughs> – it works on me. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it kind of – I think, again, he, he sidestepped being that funny, fat guy really quite well. Well, and I mean – really He did lose weight at one point. Yeah, yeah. That,
0: that, that was going to be my point. Yeah, the fact that he lost the weight, you know, kind of opened him up to different roles, right or wrong – but no, he also he went from comedy to drama to you know him, him.
1: Moneyball. He was amazing in Moneyball.
0: I think he's one of one of Leo's boys too, and I don't think that that hurt him. Leo was maybe able to get him a, a script that or, or or prop him up. Certainly in Wolf of Wall Street, he did.
1: As as I understand, in Wolf of Wall Street, that is when him and Leo met, and Jonah Hill was so passionate about his role in Wolf of Wall Street that he. He sought out leo and said this is my role that i was born to play and let me tell you why yeah and like that is somebody with integrity and drive and like someone who's not like looking to take roles but like to find the roles that are going to progress their career i think jonah hill is is gonna uh, I, it, he's an exciting career to watch right now because he really can do he could come up with the next. Uh, Seth Rogen movie, which is going to be hilarious, or it's going to be a, a dark role that you know he, you know, we're going to surprise, yeah. be surprised by. So. Funny
0: you say, Seth Rogen. I, he's borderline typecasted himself. But all right, well that that was that was. <laughs> all, right, all right, that was pretty much all I had on my list. Uh, anyone else that you wanted to bring up for today, or any other questions that you had for me?
1: Whoa, whoa, dog, are you all right? Sorry, sometimes that uh, <laughs> bubbles from the polar seltzer. I get Ow. so excited about it. I I start to inhale instead of drink. So excuse me.
0: You you put all of yourself into that Seth Rogen yeah, laughter. No,
1: it really was. I went to the deep throat, the way deep in my throat for that one. <laughs> all
0: right, I was I was saying. Did you have anything left? Did you have any other uh, questions or or whatever? Anything around typecasting?
1: Uh, quick, the last thing I had was you know on top of body types. So I think there are a couple of actors who just have a weird face that, like, you can... So is... Would you think that Steve Buscemi or Willem Dafoe are typecasted?
0: Steve Buscemi... No, I don't. I don't. Uh, my initial
1: thought crazy, was that... Crazy, crazy diversity of roles, but yes. just... He's always like, Steve, you and B- Steve Buscemi. else's face in those roles? No,
0: I think that the face will... His face is so distracting that I always forget his character's name. But I don't think that his character is necessarily always the same. Same thing with Willem Dafoe. Willem is Dafoe maybe a little bit more of like the eccentric guy, like that 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 gets. But he's got he's got superhero movies. He's got you know, uh, Boondock Saints. He's got that lighthouse movie. I think he's diverse enough. Where again, his face is so weird that I always think it's Willem. Dafoe, like I'm always watching Willem Dafoe. But I don't think that he's typecasted now.
1: No, I absolutely not. They were on my list again because I went into body types and I have Chris Farley, I have Jim Carrey. And then again, going on going on that physical wrap. The their their faces though, like like even in in Fargo, like who could you picture Steve Buscemi, you know, playing was playing that role because his face is just so distinct, you know?
0: Yeah, no, there I mean I would go to Willem Dafoe. Yeah, you're 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 right. Um I maybe I I don't know I I don't know who else I could cast that for that for that particular role just because he owned it so well but uh no I just think that that that's in Fargo that's that's one of his best ones he's he's actually I actually believe him as as kind of tough in that one there's like a as like a mobster like a a tough guy
1: Mm -hmm. and then yeah I mean but then he can do comedic roles like He'll take any Adam Sandler role, just like him and Adam Sandler are boys, and he'll... But that's what I appreciate about him. Like, he'll... He doesn't take himself that seriously. No. No.
0: With a face like that, he can't.
1: So, did you ever think you'd be saying, to round out this podcast, do you think you'd ever think you'd be saying that Steve Buscemi is a more versatile actor than Leonardo DiCaprio?
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. You're saying that. No.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at his roles, I bet you, you know they're a little bit more diverse.
0: I think I don't think an Oscar is completely out of out of Steve Buscemi's capabilities but I don't think that I I wouldn't say that he's more versatile. I, again, it goes back to his face. Like there's like there's no way he's playing James Dean. Like Leo would Leo would get that role <laughs> way before.
1: It would be making funny though. Would like all right, so we were talking about biopics an Elvis movie that hasn't been made. For some reason cast Steve Buscemi is no Elvis. way. Why wouldn't that be, that'd be funny though. Neither, like no, neither so, one of them,
0: neither one of them has the chops for that.
1: No, but it would just be funny to, you know, cast him as like a pretty boy in something to just like totally break out of the typecast of a weird face.
0: <laughs> All right, Doug. I think that's a good spot to end it right there. Uh, I don't I never know how to end these things. So we'll just say thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.
1: Please tell me. My stapler got my shirt and tie. Set me up to zone out, pushing paper, slamming the stapler, punching the car.